We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Not going to lie, it's kind of where I was going with this. <laughs> I mean, big shocker. Anytime I can walk Skyler into a Brexit conversation, I'll do you it. You don't have yeah. to walk him there. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Jamie Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of RotoWire. Joined by JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath to talk about some Major League Soccer. We just finished week eight. We finished with eight. Am I messing up already? Yeah, we no, finished you're eight. Right. Yes. We just finished eight. We're looking ahead to nine. Uh, before we get to nine, JD, how'd you do last weekend? Uh, I did pretty good, but I can't think of how many points I got off the top of my head. Let me see. <laughs> oh, I got 116. Um, I, moved, I moved up from, I think, 50th overall to 30th overall. There so uh, I didn't have Johnny Russell. I didn't have Piotti. I wish I did, because then I would have jumped up even more. But um, I got a couple clean sheets from Kansas City. Um, and then Carlos Vela, who everyone told me not to use, went and got 14. <laughs> uh, 
a and lot of clean sheet on the internet. And then I, yeah, and then I got a clean sheet from Ned Yolkov for Dallas. And then I had to bench all these good guys I had going just so I could um, get those guys that were on my bench into the lineup. So um, it, w- it was a good week. I didn't get as much price rise as I would have want- wanted because I had to bench those three extra players. But um, I think I rose, what did we decide, 4 million? 4.1 something like that something like that yeah um it's yeah. it it's all gravy at this point i the price rise and fall is not factoring into my my week in week out thinking almost whatsoever at this point so um i don't know like i i think zlatan's gonna come up i'm sure and um like i don't care that he's gonna ride or fall five hundred thousand if he gets two points um i'd be much more upset at him just getting two points hmm yeah, that's kind of the opposite of uh, Skyler, who's getting five hundred thousand dollar increases from players getting minus four points. Um, <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Thankfully, he was on my bench. Yeah, that's kind of the Ooh. ideal situation right there. You take the money. You don't. You're not going to use the points anyway. Um, yeah, like I had him pegged for six or seven points, so I was thinking if he gets it, then you know I, I leave him or I, I throw in a switcheroo on my in my starting lineup and I get it, but. He had a red card, got minus four. We're talking about Victor Cabrera, of course. Yes, yes, and I'll take the uh, I'll take the five hundred k for a minus four, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, on, a, my bench, uh, on my bench, at least. If he was in my yeah. starting lineup, I might not be as happy about it. It was a tough week for the home drones. <laughs> <laughs> I got a two hundred thousand dollar drop for uh, Elise for only scoring eight points. So clearly, he was, he was twelve points too high uh, to get that. Um, that bump, uh, Skyler, what did you, what was the score that you ended up on? Yeah, I finished with 108 points, I believe. So, um, a little tilted after that first game I actually had Johnny Russell as a switcheroo off my bench and, uh, ended up, I guess about an hour before lock, I uh, knew I had a, a little bit of work to finish up in the office on Friday night, probably wasn't going to see the lineup. So I just, I pivoted off of him to, I think it was Dempsey even, which I even, Ended up having to change uh, later in the week when he wasn't starting, but still that uh, that ride home after work when I saw Russell going for a hat trick was uh, pretty tilting. So <laughs> um, yeah, finished, I good. Yeah, finished with 108 points, so it wasn't uh, you know it wasn't a terrible week. I think I ended up jumping a little bit. I'm at 197th overall, um, so still gaining some ground, but yeah, you know, it was an all right week, I'd say. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I finished. Every, in, sorry, go ahead, JD. I was gonna say everybody on the internet almost started Johnny Russell this week. Apparently. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, he was in my line. Like, I'll, I'll I'll throw my name in too. I actually did. Uh, I was flip flopping, and then I said, you know what? I I don't feel like I need to get him in there. So I I made a conscious decision. It wasn't like a a fifty fifty coin toss, and I said I'm just gonna leave him out. But he was, I think, seventh in both of our rankings, Skyler. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we I definitely think you had him a little higher than I did, but. Oh, okay. Gotcha. He was probably top 10 for both. So we were both yep. considering him. And uh, so, like I said, so was every other person retro, <laughs> retrospectively a, talking about their lineup. Right. Yeah, he was a great switcheroo option this week. I mean, that first for game sure. of the week is one that I think we all have to look at pretty hard for switcheroo candidates. Yeah, I'm still a little hesitant on that because I think that's uh, you can really get an advantage if everyone in that game flops and you just take everybody in the second game for your switcheroo. But uh, obviously, that has to be determined strategically on a week-by-week basis. Mm-hmm. This yeah. week's interesting. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. The one last week, 
made a ton of sense defensively, at least. I mean, Kansas City against a Kai Kamara less Whitecaps. Um, yeah. Yeah, I did not consider Russell at all, uh, which is why I'm 517th overall instead of uh, 20th. But um, yeah, I finished at 100. Alessandrini uh, with two and Tolo with two just didn't do it for me. Um, and then I ended up kind of switching a bunch of things around when um, when I saw Apara was out. Then I took advantage of that with uh, Amor, but Amelia got the clean sheet. Zuzi was good, so I thought I was like flying. I had Piotti, had uh, Ladero captained, which turned out to be okay. BWP and Elise were fine, but Ibrahimovic on the bench to get two points there so he couldn't force his way in. Just uh, none of it was enough. I feel like I'm just treading water at this point, but um, <laughs> I don't think so, Ibra had a single shot on goal. He so did not. Ex- he didn't have a single shot. Uh, yeah, it was not brutal. even not even one that ended up in the stands. Was, yeah, Alessandrini wasn't close behind him either. It was it was tough to watch from a fantasy perspective, especially if you had that kind of ownership. I might be done with Alessandrini. Oh, that's not. You said that earlier in the week, and I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you can say that, man. That's, I think it'll take significantly good matchups. Uh, or or not no significantly good matchups. I mean, like this past week, I probably could have gotten away with not having him. I also had Pedro Santos, who had seven points. That was more of a because I don't have as much salary as everybody else move. But um, yeah, I I I think I'm gonna go into every week thinking how I could not have Alessandrini, and if it if there's like a decent path where I don't have him, I think I will end up on that path. Yeah, he's definitely in prove-it territory now because well, I, mean, I think the whole Galaxy team um, is pretty much in prove-it territory. I mean, obviously Zlatan in a, a home matchup, fine. Um, preferably not against Atlanta Anywhere or a good. team that... Yeah, but the, just the, they don't have their formation figured out. Uh, Zlatan and Ola Kamara up top makes your team a defensive liability when you also have Alessandrini... Or you have someone like Emma Boateng, or eventually Gio Dos Santos is going to be in there. Yep. So I, I mean, who the hell is playing defense? Perry Kitchen. Yeah, I think it's right. a, <laughs> it's a similar situation this weekend too. They're playing New York Red Bulls at home. So mm-hmm. I mean, I underestimated Atlanta's ability to shut down, you know, LA's big guns, so to speak. But uh, I think Red Bulls are kind of in the same mold of it as Atlanta. I mean, not the same team, obviously, but I think they've got the ability to to shut they down can, LA like yeah. they did. They compress even better. They just don't have a Miguel Almarone to single-handedly destroy their whole team. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you brought up Almarone because I, before we kind of jump into week 9, watching Miguel Almarone last week, the I mean the the thought that I constantly had was this guy is the best player in Major League Soccer. Like the way he moves around the field, he finds teammates, it, obviously being on a on the team that he is helps. I think he's obviously a major part of that. Is there a better player in Major League Soccer right now? Uh, I think Vela would be your your only competition. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. And I think I think it's I think I mentioned it last podcast. I think it's just a matter of time before we see Al Maroon move on. So let's just enjoy it while he's in the league. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean he's just he's uh, elite for fantasy right now. So um, he's he was in my lineup this past week and. He'll be in my lineup again this week. He might even be my captain this week. Oh, there we yeah. go. Uh, the, the one thing I worry about, just speaking big picture with Al Marone, is he's like perfectly built for MLS. 
Um, he's maybe slightly technically below where where some European teams would want him to be. Mm-hmm. So when he moves over there, I think he he maybe is just a super sub for a while. Or I mean, in their eyes, probably not even a super sub. But his athleticism is unbelievable. He just the the finished product isn't always there. I mean, he's he's really good at drawing fouls though, but not necessarily playing the final ball we always want to see. Mm-hmm. It's just he's he's outruns every single person, out dribbles pretty much every single person, and uh, then it, you're scared he got injured like seven times a game because he's down. <laughs> What's weird is that he doesn't his... he doesn't look that fast, but he covers an incredible amount of ground. Like he's yeah, pretty he has big. like. He has like springs in his leg or something. Right. He's, ex- he's fast and he accelerates fast and he's almost faster with the ball at his feet, which yeah. is uh, one of those things that you don't see too many players have. Yeah, I think that's what I was so impressed about was how quickly he moves with the ball. Because if you don't, ha- yeah, if you don't have like two defensive midfielders and you have a little bit of a gap between your attack and your defense, he eats eats it up right away and suddenly he- there's like an odd man rush and your defense is on their back foot. And uh, Joseph Martinez is wide open or something crazy. Right. Yeah, or they, exactly. Or they exactly. ping two balls off the crossbar before Martinez is right there to bury it. <laughs> right. That is Martinez range. Um, all right, let's jump into week nine. Uh, we talked a little bit off the pod how you guys, there are a bunch of matchups that you guys like. Um, one of which is going to be Toronto home against Chicago. Toronto plays tonight is uh, Tuesday night in their Champions League match in Mexico. Uh, if we do get everybody there, I mean, where does Javinko fit on in your forwards? Right now, I have him top five. I'm finishing up my rankings, as I'm sure you probably see, since your little icons here in the spreadsheet. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I have him right now. I have him behind Elise. Hmm. All right, Skyler. Yeah, I think top five is is safe. Um, still, definitely want to see what happens um, in the second leg. I mean, anything could happen. They could go extra minutes. He could pick up an injury, whatever. So obviously, keep an eye out for anything. I mean, watch the game for one. It should be a fun game. But mm-hmm. keep an eye out for anything crazy that might keep some guys out um, on Saturday. But yeah, he's top five for me. I mean, I might have him. I don't know. Just off the top of my head right now, he might be fourth for me. Yeah, looking at uh, where I might rank these games I haven't gotten to yet, I he might be pushed to six if I'm not comfortable, but um, I don't know. He's been really good. We haven't seen the fantasy production quite yet, um, but he's the price is great. I'm yeah. not. I don't care if he drops. Um, Chicago's been a little disorganized. The only concern is a lot of these Toronto guys. I think they're going to be really pushing it to play tomorrow there's a lot of guys that are probable or questionable i think josie is in that category um victor vasquez justin morrow gregory vanderveel um i think the rest of the midfield's okay but i mean if josie and morrow and vasquez and vanderveel were all out that would lower javinko in my eyes a little bit okay okay yeah, I think, too, you mentioned it, J.D., and uh, I think it was in Slack a couple of days ago that, I mean, Toronto's last place in the East right now. Um, obviously, it's early in the season, but, you know, if these guys are healthy, like, they've got to start picking up some points. So, at home to Chicago is probably a game that normally they would say they're, they've got to pick up three points. So, 
if these guys, if Javinko's healthy, if, if Josie's healthy, then yeah, I mean, I think they're great plays. And I think Toronto's got a little bit of motivation, but regardless of what happens in, in Champions League. So, uh, you know, if they're, if they're starting, then they're in consideration for me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they, they want to start to pick up points, but I don't, I'm not worried about Toronto. Let's make that clear. Right. No, it's just, I mean, you know, when you look at the standings, you're like, wow, Toronto's actually last place. I mean, if anybody knows what, what Toronto has been doing, then yeah, that's, that's the reason, but still. Right. They also yeah, the have only... like 17 games in hand at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got three points at the bottom of the table and well, they've got three, three games in hand on right. New York city. New York city has got 17 points. So I'll tell you what game I'll have circled on the calendar. Um, the next time they play Houston. Because they they were not happy that Houston wouldn't reschedule that game. Yeah, um, I, I they're probably just going to destroy Houston next time <laughs> they play them. We'll see. We'll see. Um, is it safe to assume that Vela and Joseph Martinez, who are home against Seattle and home against uh, Montreal respectively, are the top forwards? Who'd you say first? Vela. So you think he's number one? He or Martinez. Oh, okay. When you said respectively, I thought you were already trying to rank them for me. No, no, sorry. I meant they were playing Seattle and Montreal, respectively. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're one and two for me. Yeah, I think right now I didn't rank Vela yet, but um, I bet he's number one. Is there any thought that Joseph Martinez loses his spot on penalties after missing one? <laughs> yeah, probably. Possibly, it, but I mean, we saw what LAFC did the Montreal, I mean, yeah, Montreal was uh, playing a man down. Thanks, Victor Cabrera. But <laughs> still, I mean, thinking about Atlanta at home. You got your half Montreal, a million. Yeah, I think, I think Joseph will be fine. Oh, definitely. I mean, he's – I think he has way more upside this week than Vela. Vela's a little safer. But um, I, I think you're crazy if you don't have both. Crazy. Wow. Okay. Uh, if you don't I have, have both, both, but I just yeah. in your team, yeah. Well, unless you really need to make up ground, but this is almost one of those cases where I think trying to make up ground will just lose you more ground. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I'm giving a long, hard look to Quintero, home against Houston as well. Um, did you uh, did you peek at my lineup before the show? Oh, did you have him too? No. Right now, he's my third forward. Yeah. Um, that seems almost easier, mostly based on price. He's only ten million, but um... there's some other good candidates. There's Elise, there's Javinko, there's BWP. Um, obviously, you could think at about LA. You like that as much? LA can't play defense, so yeah, that's fine. Okay. David Villa, or do um, you I, not like I, him against Dallas, even at home. Yeah, that that's up there. It's second tier for me. Okay. Okay. Skyler, who else do you have your eye on? I mean, Cantero is, yeah, he's picking up bonus points. He's, is this his, I think this is a, his first game at home too, right? I think he's played at Portland yeah. and at Seattle. I think that's right. Um, Man, he's, yeah, he's probably my number three forward this week. I know it's, it's might be a little ambitious, but. Um, oh, that might not Javinko out, yeah. Yeah, it's. It just seems like everything's adding up for him. I mean, he's he's stormed out of the gates with 12 points in his first game, eight well, points last game, and he's going 90 minutes, picking up bonus points. So I don't know. At home against a Houston team, that might be a little a uh, little 
overconfident after their win over Toronto for, you know, even if even if it was their B squad. Um, yeah, you can say overrated too. Yeah. Houston's Houston's fine. They're a playoff team, but uh, let's not get too excited here. Um, they seem exciting at home against B squads. Yeah, and Kyoto being back, it was uh, he looked phenomenal. Um, he was even more of a, a game changer than Elise was. Mm-hmm. But um, the concern with Minnesota, he exited the game early. Um, Who's that? Abu Danlai. Yeah. Yep. And then Ethan Finley tore his ACL. Yep. And they moved when Finley went out of the game. They moved Quintero out wide, which I think is worse for him. Um, also, his assist was kind of lucky that uh, he just popped it like 100 miles up in the air. <laughs> and Ramirez was the tallest dude, and he headed it way up in the air. And then just everyone else stood around and watched, watched it like it, just yeah. plop down over their head in the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple, I think... I'm thinking McMath, Zach McMath for Colorado had a similar situation where I was like, why are you watching that? It's like lift your arm up mm-hmm. just a little bit and you're good. Um, I could be attributing that to McMath when it was somebody else. But um, there's Sean a Johnson couple... did the same thing on, a, on Blanco's goal. Maybe that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, that definitely was one I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. That was probably it. Um, yeah, but he still ended up with five. Uh, take the assist away, he still ends up with five points. You know, that just right, kind right, of shows right, right. that he's he's producing regardless. So, no. yeah, no, I love Quintero. Yeah, he. I wish he was on a better team so we could actually watch him. But um... yeah, I wish he was a midfielder on fantasy. But no, we have we enough have of our those. Posi- yeah, no, we all have our positional. Uh, wishes but <laughs> we we have enough midfielders so who do the desperate people take it forward uh well skylar didn't even mention his dream matchup of baji versus mueller <laughs> <laughs> um would you rather pay up pay down for mueller as opposed to dwyer mueller's actually a midfielder i guess oh, right oh that's right yeah mueller's a midfielder <clears throat> Uh, Sapong maybe, but he's expensive, right? Uh, I don't think he's that much. No, he's probably you... oh, he's eight point four. Yeah, yeah, I so had if... Sapong for a nice price drop. Yeah, if you're poor like Andrew, take Sapong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a um, a, I mean not necessarily a sleeper, but maybe an off the radar play is Christian Pania from you love Christian New England Pania. Revolution. Um, he's nine point eight million. Um, he's I don't know. Teal Bunbury's been scoring goals, but Pania <laughs> had a golden assist last game. He just he just looks super active. Like he's getting shots off. Um, you know, making that that old FIFA cross for anybody that plays FIFA where you just charge the end line, cross it back, cross the face of goal. Hope that somebody's there to to bang it home. Like Pania's making those runs, so I don't know. He's a differential play, but it feels like there's too many good forwards like with um the ones we've already mentioned with Vela and, and Joseph Martinez, Cantero, like it's really hard to envision a scenario, a scenario where I play Pania. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's the thing. Your third forward doesn't have to be like an amazing guy we mentioned because you're probably going to, you probably should switch a your third forward anyway mm-hmm. and start him on the bench. Yep. So their, their upsides usually as high as these other guys. It's just their, their floor is lower. Right. So, I mean, if you're going to start a forward on the bench anyway and you need to save some cash so you can buy some elite midfielders or defenders, 
that's fine. Like Zardis is the same price as Sapong. He has a good home matchup against San Jose. And actually, um, Kyoto is 6.5 million. And did he have three assists last week or am I making that up? He at least had two, I think. He might have had three. Um, a quick search on Rotowire, I'm sure, would tell us. Uh, Looks like he had a goal and two assists. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. goal, two assists. So I, he, he was really, really good, and uh, the matchup is pretty much not that much worse. He's just on the road. So home drones will stay away, but it's, that makes it a good differential. Yeah, it's, it's Minnesota. I mean, you can, you, you can well, you, throw that out, the throw all the road home out the window usually. You know what? We There's been a lot of hype in the internet circles um, about Minnesota when they won like two or three games in a row too. <laughs> Oh, Minnesota's good this year. No. I think this, this <laughs> game could have some goals in it. <laughs> if this game has goals in it, then yeah, Kyoto, Elise, like all those guys, Minotas. Can, yeah, Kintera's going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting on his own if there's going to be goals on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, I just I hope... don't see I don't, I don't see how there aren't goals both ways. I mean, there's too much attacking firepower. I mean, at least on Houston's end, like, and now with, with – uh, Quintero in Minnesota, he's he's pretty much all they've got. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm I'm disappointed that Senderos isn't going to be starting, or I hope he doesn't <laughs> get his first game in a, a while because uh, can, can you imagine Quintero going up against Senderos? <laughs> Still get his five hundred thousand bonus though. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, you want to talk Latin quick? Oh, uh, sure. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Even one shot so, last week would have been nice. I do really want to see Aurelian Colin versus Zlatan, though. That's that's like a WWE scenario, scripted and everything. <laughs> I, like, I knew it was going to be a, a tougher matchup. I just didn't expect it to be, you know, complete lockdown. Like, no, he didn't get any shots off at all. Well, um, it's... So, I, I've watched pretty closely... I think all of his minutes, maybe one game I, I wasn't so in on. But I think I watched pretty much every every minute he's been on the field. And when he's up top after the first game, everyone's kind of figured him out. Um, you know, when it's a corner kick, every, Zlatan's like triple or double teamed. When it's uh, a ball on the wing, someone's definitely paying attention to Zlatan. And he can't like push that defensive back line because he's not fast enough to really take advantage anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, especially after he runs for like 10 minutes, 10, then he's tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, so everyone else is kind of quick enough. They can handle him because LA can't really build and get down the field to the point where he can use his size that much. So Zlatan just falls back into the midfield to try and pick up the ball and make a play. And I would argue that apart from his highlight real goal, he's actually been a much better passer than he has been a, a shooter since he came to MLS. I mean, he's made some really nice through balls that his teammates just can't um, take advantage of. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think Zlatan's still trying to figure out how to uh, play with everyone on his team, and that's not really a Zlatan problem. That's a Siggy Schmidt problem, and you can't start him and Kamara up top in the same team. Doesn't There's seem just, like it works. Unless all your other personnel is perfect, but it's far from it in terms of the midfield roles. So I don't know. It would be nice if Zlatan were happy just being a super sub. Cause then, I mean like there'd be anticipation every game. Mm-hmm. 
he'd be rested and then he'd come on and just probably dominate Ola could run around for yeah Ola could run around for 70 minutes but um I don't know I think he probably just wants to get in shape so he can be rejected from the World Cup side huh (laughs) it's probably what they should have done with Drogba not the Galaxy but Oh god, yeah, drug. But I every time he comes up, I just think of him trying to uh, end Steve Clark's career in that playoff <laughs> game. All right, let's move to the midfield. Um, it seems like a lot of the better midfielders have, other than Almarone, and I guess Alessandrini, um, had are on the on the road. I mean, we've got Piatti in Atlanta, Ladero in L.A., Kledgeton in Colorado. I'll give Skyler the shout with uh, Plata in Vancouver. Um, Russell and Gutierrez are in New England. Schweinsteiger's in Toronto. I'm just going down the list here. Um, San Jose is at Columbus, so that takes out Vaco and and uh, Erickson. Where are we going? Florian, Florian Youngworth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little brace That's out right. of nowhere. That's right. Uh, how do we do this? I actually have trouble picking elite midfielders this week. Yeah, Columbus has a decent, I guess. I mean, yeah, this is actually. I know I talked about forwards earlier and uh, switcherooing your third forward, but this might be a week you do three forwards in your lineup, switcheroo that fourth or fifth midfielder. Mm -hmm. Um, I have. I think right now Almarone was my only easy lock, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I was looking at Philly guys. They have a, a trio of people you can really consider oh. regularly. I I think Junior Moreno or Segura, one of the two, is probably out in addition to Ariola. Um, they just have a have a solid matchup, I think. And then uh, Iguain's another guy I'm kind of looking at. I know he's disappointed people lately, so that's probably a good time for me to jump in and take advantage of a, a bounce back Um I still think he's been pretty good. It's just you can't expect uh, every week someone like Pepe to to be uh, just racking up points for your fantasy team. That's not his role anymore, yeah. and that's that's not really uh, his. He hasn't been able to do that for a couple of years just because of his athleticism and age. I'm in on that, Skyler. Who are you looking for? I still like Ladero a lot. Um, he. You know, it wasn't a, a complete letdown with eight points last week. I think it was the majority captain for most folks, but mm-hmm. um, he's still picking up bonus points. I mean, aside from the assists, I think he's still got us, I don't know, four, three or four bonus points. So, you know, I think uh, at LAFC, there's going to be some goals scored, and I think he'll be involved. Uh, even even if he's not on the score sheet, I think he's a pretty safe play if you're looking at the top-tier midfielders. So I think for me, it's Almarone. I think uh, Ladero's in play. I still like Alessandrini. I know you said you'll never roster him again, but <laughs> um, I just I feel like that game might be an out, just you know, just kind of a off the grid score for him. I don't, he, like when has he ever scored two points before? I mean, I get it that LA's got a little bit of a different setup right now, but it just feels like he's too good to uh, to ignore, even at home against New York. Mm-hmm. So. Um, for me, those three are kind of the, the three I'm keying in on. And then, yeah, after that, it might be a guy like Maxi Morales, um, even though he's got a pretty tough matchup at home against Dallas. And then Johnny Russell on the road at New England. He just scored a hat trick. He's kind of the go-to guy for KC right now. So we've got so, some choices to make. So you're not in on Plata this week? I don't think he's a bad play. I mean, at Vancouver on the road, he I think he hit 12 points last week. He yeah, scored... I mean, he had a penalty, right? 
Yeah, he scored yeah. a goal off a penalty, but I mean that's what seven points for the the goal and the two points for playing ninety minutes. So twelve points. He got he had to get four or five points elsewhere. They um, were they were playing a man up for a long time. They were playing so. a man up. He got a lot of shots off and. Yeah, thanks um, to Tim Howard. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was a weak red while we're talking about it. Nah, that was a red card. He he was the last man, and he grabbed the Yeah, <laughs> nah, I think his hand was tucked in, though. I don't think his hand was really out. That's why uh, I don't maybe, think it, yeah. I don't think it should have been a call at all because his hand was within his his chest. But um, I just assume I when, say, they're wearing, yeah. when they're wearing goalie gloves, the instinct is always just to use the hand. So whether wherever yeah. it is, it was probably on purpose. The, uh, the, I, the fact that it was even like he, it was kind of up at first when he was running out and then he tucked it i just thought like the effort alone <laughs> was impressive like he clearly i don't think was trying to touch it but i could be wrong um i can i can see both sides doesn't really matter mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't but even even at that then i think salt lake after the the game before that or the two games before that when plato was out with his injury or riding the pine whatever was going on there with the uh, the coaching spat and I think they probably realize like they need him in their in their attack if they want to have some punch so mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's not uh it's not ideal and I'm probably not gonna have room for him but I think he's a, a pretty good play he's probably gonna be he might be top ten for me this week in the midfield yeah that's why I asked I just I mean he was uh, on the very edge of my radar so I thought maybe he's a little higher on yours um not I guess be- some other not to be a home drone, but you like Russell more than Fagundes? Me? Anyone? Uh, I think I do like him a little bit more than Fagundes. Okay. I think yeah. either one could, could have a good game here, but I think Russell just it feels like Kansas City's le- leaning on him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you had to pick one of those two teams to get a clean sheet, which one would you pick to have a better chance? <laughs> Probably KC, honestly. Yeah, same. Yeah, so that's, that's why I like Russell. Yeah, if Ike overcomes his illness, mm-hmm. which well, honestly, that's another tilting move for me because I had him on my bench and <laughs> wasn't able to move him out. Just, uh, that one killed me. They might be better off without him. I think he's looked a step slow on so many plays this year that um, I don't know. Hmm, all right. Um, the guy I want to really about, ask about is Barco. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say Gressel was actually, he's 9.2, which is crazy, but just for the floor, he would be a guy I would consider. No Barco's dropped 500K both weeks. Yeah. Since he's yeah, so he's yeah. prime for an increase now. <laughs> is that how it works? <laughs> Obviously not on my team. He got a couple couple bonus points last week. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, this might be a breakout spot for him, though, if he gets another... He played 83 minutes last weekend, so at home against Montreal, going to be missing Victor Cabrera in the back. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's this could be a sneaky spot for Barco. If somebody wants to roll him out here, then I, I definitely don't blame you. I'll throw this out. Uh, Cabrera, I know he's been a fantasy darling, but uh, most people that don't do fantasy and just analyze soccer have thought Cabrera's been bad this year. Are you talking about Matt Doyle? Uh, I did read that that Matt Doyle thought he Cabrera's uh, been bad this year. Yeah, I've seen the same. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think the don't, Montreal don't. fans have been rating him very highly either. 
Yeah, I'm not saying he's a great defender by any means, but if he's picking up the fantasy points and he's on my radar, well, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm a fantasy analyst. What does the Audi index say? That's all I care about. Well, <laughs> I I only mention it because you said he was missing for this Atlanta game, and I don't know if it hurts Montreal that much. Mm-hmm. No, it's, yeah, it's a fair point there. Hmm. Okay. How about uh, Tomas Martinez? I know he disappointed us last week, but we could go back to the well with him. Um, and then I'll I'll mention the Maxi Morales, and I'll mention the Philly guys. How do you how do you order the Philly guys? Uh, Dechal for upside, Madunyanin, and then uh, man, Akam's such a wild card. If you were really going for a switcheroo, I think I would do Akam. Hmm. If you're going to start someone, then uh, Madunyanin, um, kind of your standard switcheroo, Dechal, and then if you really want to go for it, Akam. Mm-hmm. I, do, Am I misremembering, or has Akam just terrorized DC United in his career? Yeah, but I think you said he terrorized Orlando last game, and they got he got uh, shut out there too. So I just I don't know. I can't get on board with Akam right now. Like, I, good luck to you if you want to go that route, but it just I maybe... you that you read that on a MLS article. I think I don't think I ever said he terrorized. <laughs> okay, it wasn't you. <laughs> All right. I maybe yeah, might, I maybe no, you I might... did. I yeah, think I read that on MLS.com. MLS you're right Soccer. Now, you're right. Yeah, you call me out. You got me. I think you're right. You read the same article that I did. But You were the one on here hyping a com, not me. <laughs> no, I was saying the com's been, uh, been one to avoid. He's He just hasn't looked like I, I've thought uh, P. Call has been a little bit better than him. But I now, think yeah, he, I mean, after you read the article, you were hyping a com. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I actually did flip a little bit. I was like, okay, I, think I did roll him out in DFS, so. Never again. He's my uh, he's my Alessandrini. Oh, all right, all right. So, at least for right now, until until we see him pull it together. But in Philly, he's just he's been a dud so far. Yeah, yeah. I think scored, he scored at DC last year, and then in the home game, he had five shots and six chances created. Okay, yeah. So, decent games his at least. Is, his price is get, is getting down there. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you want to have one positive for him, like he's seven point three million, but. Dachal actually looks uh, a little bit better at six point five. I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little salty about Philly right now. Just that that game against Orlando, I think I had some fantasy implications in DFS, and I think I <laughs> I may have had some guys on my bench for season long too. And uh, that was that was a pitiful performance. Yeah, let's just say that there's a reason Dachal has dropped a full two million so far in <laughs> like four or five games. Yeah, but um. I do hope he picks it up because I think there's some potential there. But, I mean, if if any of them are going to break out, this is the weekend because D.C. is a pretty good matchup. We we won't find out until Sunday, which uh, doesn't make my question as dramatic. But if you see um, a 7.6 Gashi home against Orlando in the starting lineup, do you consider him? Nope. Okay. Probably not, unless there's just some random scenario that I have a spot open. <laughs> yeah, to fall in. Like, yeah, he's he's a good play now that he's. I guess he's getting the minutes now, and um, yeah, I just I don't see it happening. Not seeing the Gashi Dabaji so. game, the hat trick of assists. Oh, I could see it happening. I just that late in the week, I'm. It's probably not going to happen for me. Okay. I just have no interest in Gashi right now. Okay. Um, There's so many better options. Yeah. Where does Kledgeton fit? 
He's okay, but Colorado's actually a lot better defensively than I think a lot of people realize. Mm-hmm. So I um Who's not number two this week is what you're No. Talking? Yeah, he's not number two this week. <laughs> But, hey, um, look, it was a backtracking. That was a, a good shout. He got his goal, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he's better than my number two, Alessandrini. So I think that ball was going in anyway. No? I did. Uh, if anybody listened to the pod and caught my Mueller um, shout, then the Mueller actually came through as a differential, as opposed a cheaper question, I guess, if you will. So it worked out. Yeah, everyone's uh, on the Mueller train now. I want to see. Uh, when everyone has him next home game, he's been he's been really good, but uh, I don't know. He's like yeah. getting expensive now, so it's not like the cheap guy you can plug in for the switcheroo. Mm-hmm. It's like the expensive guy you can plug in for the switcheroo, but it doesn't feel the same. Right, right. Um, I Colorado, I thought was playing pretty well last week against RSL before the red card, and RSL still kind of struggled for a little while to break through and score. Um, I think they would have had a lot of trouble if Colorado kept 11 men on the field. So I think that speaks uh, a decent amount about Colorado and probably more about RSL, (laughs) just not being good. And there doesn't seem to be any reasonable difference between Howard and McMath in terms of thinking of the Rapids' defense. Howard and McMath might both be... Uh, like bottom third starting goalies in right. the league. Right. So it's not like yeah, you're, you're going to be like, not well, too I'm... much difference between the two. Right. Right. It's not like you're like, I have to get more Orlando guys because Howard's out. Like it's. Yeah. They're like sharing a case of a Coors Light with uh, Bobby Shuttleworth in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <and laughs> anyone else we haven't mentioned yet? For midfield? Yeah. I'm pretty good. I think the Red Bulls would be the the one team we didn't really talk about. Yeah, I was thinking about you that. could, yeah, you could definitely go with Kaku. You could definitely try with Royer. Um, I know people are disappointed in Kaku so far, but he's pretty good. Once he like learns how to to play consistently with the team, I think he's still picking that up. He's gonna be a really good player. He already is, but um, fantasy wise, he's gonna be a, a force. Hmm. He needs more minutes. He's not just not there yet, minutes wise. Right. Yeah. Um, agreed. We didn't talk Vancouver either. They're actually they're in the first match of the week. Um, and they're without uh, Jordi Reyna. Yep. And Juarez. Juarez. Yep. Yeah. Juarez so. has been bad in general. Um, and Reyna actually has been really bad too this year. So, might think be addition see... by subtraction. Yeah. You guys think we see Breck Shea line up as a forward again? Maybe a little defensive, sneaky defensive. <laughs> option there it's kind of not gonna lie it's kind of where i was going with this (laughs) i mean big shocker anytime i can walk skyler into a breck shea conversation i'll do it. you don't have to walk him there (laughs) (laughs) well he got a he got a goose egg last game so i'm a little hesitant he played 72 minutes zero points uh i mean you're basically if you play him then you you've got to get a goal that's what you're playing for yep if you play breck shea and you don't put him in a switcheroo spot uh, I have some choice words for your IQ. <laughs> that might be it. Hey, that might be the switcheroo there if he starts. Yeah, yeah put him in defender. the switcheroo spot. That's great. But don't put him in your starting lineup. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. What about well, Takara Davies? Davies. Well, I like Davies. I mean, I like Davies more than Takara right now. Mm-hmm. 
Davies and Takara popped into my mind when I started doing rankings, and also Felipe. Felipe, Felipe's. Yeah. I mean, he's looked really good on the field, just as a distributor, kind of gluing the whole team together. Um, and it sounds like he's kind of the, one of the leaders of the team right now, him and Waston. So maybe Felipe steps up, um, but it just the nature of how he plays and where he plays isn't ideal for fantasy. Right. Right. Um, all right. Let's go to defenders. We talked about Breck Shea, who's obviously a lock. Um, <laughs> the one I actually really want to talk about is Graham Zuzi, because on last week's podcast, I asked Skyler if there was ever going to be a situation where Zuzi's not the top defender. And he kind of said, man, you know, maybe if they have a tough away game, here's a an away game, at least. I don't know how tough it really is, but um, does the trip knock Zuzi from the top spot for you, Skylar? I don't think so. I mean, I think he's probably still up there. I'm, I haven't locked in my defensive rankings yet, but yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he showed this past week again, he got 16 points. Like, yeah. I mean, he can do it on both ends of the field and it feels like a game against new England. There's probably going to be some goals in it. So he's, he's still up there for me. I haven't locked him in at number one, but um, there's probably a good chance. He's, he's top three for me. Okay. You mean your uh, your editor doesn't force you to have your defender rankings locked in by Tuesday night? <laughs> I think midnight's my deadline, so oh, okay. we'll, see, we'll see if I get it in after the podcast. Clock's ticking, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm struggling with that as well. Right now, Zussi is my top-ranked defender. Um, I was thinking about Atlanta guys, but Parkhurst doesn't really have any offensive upside. Garza is playing with a torn labrum. Um, and LGP is like a red card once every five or six games. So he kind of makes me nervous to put in that top spot. Even though I think LGP is really good. Um, Gonzalez Perez for those who are new to the pod. But um, that's where I'm at. Those are, that would be my big contender is Atlanta guys. And mm-hmm. I'm just not not seeing any of them kind of overtaking him. You can make an argument for Columbus, but they've been pretty weak in the back uh, the last couple of weeks. So yeah, I like I, the Garza shed a lot. I, mean, I, I get it that he's he might have a little bit of an injury issue, but <laughs> a little. He's uh well yeah, but it's still if he's I mean he's basically part of the attack. I mean he's not yeah he is yeah he's, he's a defender, but he's I mean he's pretty much out there on the wing, sending balls into the the box for somebody to get on the end of, or I mean. I think a couple of games ago he scored a goal, and got on the end of one. So he gets he gets up there. I mean, yeah, even though the the injury is something to be aware of, like I th- I feel like he's somebody that could turn up with a goal or an assist pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I guess maybe it's more in my mind when I think about his injury. I'm thinking about like 70th to 90th minute. Is he going to give that extra little bit to make that extra run when his like shoulder is killing him? Um, I've been in that situation. The answer is not always yes. Hmm. Well, as long as it's uh, you know a shutout when he leaves, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying he gets subbed out, but I'm just maybe he doesn't make that attacking run that he should. Right, right. Yeah. Um, someone else popped into my mind that I want to mention. How about Edgar Castillo from Colorado? He is very involved in their attack in the five-man kind of wing-back formation, and they have a good matchup against Orlando, who cannot seem to play defense. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. 
yeah i think he's you're probably not going to get a ton of bonus points from him but yeah it's like you're saying like if if you're looking for somebody that gets involved in the attack then castillo is a guy on that the left flank that can get up and down and and get involved on the attacking end too so i like it and he's been picking up uh some money too so i mean i think you're in pretty good shape decent shape i guess for a price rise yeah the game against dallas it looks like he had four bonus points um not really any big bonus point hauls outside of that, but I think the potential actually is there. Okay. Are you... Um, I'm just going to jump into goalkeeper because I kind of put the clean sheet conversations together. Where does yeah, Mc, sure. Where does McMath fit? I mean, it's... You don't get... Not high. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. He's, he's definitely going to be ranked, I think. But um, Orlando have been capable enough offensively. And even so I can see if they do go down a goal, they'll be pushing. Um, I don't know. I just feel like uh, McMath lets one up. Yeah, I can't say I disagree. Um, Where are you looking for goalie? I mean, Guzan, we're talking about the Atlanta defenders. Um, Doesn't seem like there are a lot of like easy goalkeeper spots this week yeah i think clean sheet conversation you have to look at nycfc really um, hosting yeah i mean dallas you really trust the dallas attack <laughs> uh no we kind of talked about it uh last week a little bit i think they only have one goal in each game that they've scored in so you're probably not getting blasted but i get yeah it. no I, I like sean johnson a lot it's um, a good bounce back spot for him after they're Whatever that was this past weekend, yeah, the uh, the Patrick Vieira. They had like seventy five percent possession, though. I mean, it's not like Portland uh, destroyed them. Yeah, I know. They they rotated some players, and yeah, I mean, they put guys in different spots. Rodney Wallace didn't look good, but yeah, yeah but it, I, it's a good bounce back spot for them. I think they could shut shut Dallas out. I like Andre Blake too at home against DC. We talked about that game earlier. I think he's probably at the top of my list right now um and then if bono or whoever starts for toronto fc i think is in the conversation too Mm -hmm. yep agreed i think uh blake and sean johnson are kind of two guys i'm thinking about a lot and then the next here would be toronto guzan um stefan maybe and then uh lafc is one that i'm kind of flip-flopping back and forth on if I think that Seattle can put up some semblance of an attack. And um, I'm not trusting Marinovich for Vancouver, but I am thinking about switcherooing Waston. Mm. I think he's going to be an animal this game. So what makes you hesitate on Marinovich? What's that? Go ahead, Skyler. Is it Waston or Shea for you if you have one switcheroo spot? If Shea starts, then it's probably Shea. Um, yeah. Just because he's probably attacking. Yeah, he's but, probably a forward, especially if Kai, Kai's still out, right? Yes, he's so. definitely definitely still out. Yeah. Um, and they're they're missing Jordi Reyna. Like I think I think Shea starts. I think Davies tucks inside. Um. But if he doesn't, it's Davies and Teixeira probably. So then you're not getting Shea. It all depends. 
Because I think Blondell is going to start again up top. I actually think he's been okay. Yeah. Um, he, he's been pulled out of the game early, like, both times he's been in, I think. Yeah, but, probably um, partly due to the red card situation. Yeah, I think the previous game might have been a red card situation as well. I forget. Um, but that's a tough one because I really do like Waston this week. And it, to be honest, sometimes he's more of a threat to score than Breck Shea. <laughs> You're right. I mean, he's, um, he's a beast on set pieces. Yeah. Marinovic has not been good this year, though. So uh, if they had a different keeper, I'd like that team a lot more. Mm -hmm. That's fair. It seems like the, the goalkeeping this year has been uh, worse than usual. Um, a couple years ago, like that was the kind of the thing MLS could hang its hat on, I feel like. And I don't know. It just seems a little weak this year. Evan Bush is another example of someone that's uh, had a lot of blunders. Mm -hmm. He was he was hit or miss last week. He made some really big saves, but yeah, he he had a few that were like, oh, I mean, he made some stops where I was like, wow, that was amazing. And then right after that, it was like, ball trickles through his legs or something. But, yeah, he had a lot of chances to make saves last week. Yes, having a tarbell too, right? Wasn't he having a horrible game and he like saves a penalty? You're like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, yes. just the the consistency is the issue, I guess. Right. right. That's uh, kind of important when you're a keeper. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes. Sometimes. This is true. There was uh, 19 shots on goal for LAFC on the road last week. So. He's leaving everyone to, out for the home draw? Compared drone? to LA Galaxy with, what, five at home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I guess people are probably going to start giving LAFC some credit now. I thought they had earned it before last game, but suddenly four and two on their road trip. Or four wins, two ties? Is that what it was? No, uh, four wins, two losses. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, suddenly, that's so much better than three and two on the road trip. I. <laughs> They're getting it done. Yeah. What are we doing? It feels like this comes up at the end of every podcast. But what are we? What are we doing with Diego Rossi? Like, I don't think we've brought his name up, but he's got to be in the conversation at home. I mean, he plays like second fiddle to Vela, but the guys pretty active in the attack so i think he's like top five in both goals and assists right now yeah it's just are you going to start him over vela and the answer is no so then it's are you going to play two lafc guys and the answer is usually no yeah that's where i fall yeah. if you if you really need a differential like if you're in the 1000 plus ranking then that would be your justification. Just like, I have to hope he does better. So I can, if you really, really want to push for like top a hundred or something, but even now you're only halfway through the season, I would argue stick it out for a couple more weeks. And then if you still need to make your differential plays, go for it. Thank you for making that desperation level much further away from my team. <laughs> I appreciate What's that? that. Thank yeah, you for making you can, <laughs> you can wait a couple weeks. <laughs> the, the biggest mistake I think people make and, it really doesn't matter because if you're not in the top, whatever, what's the point? But um, some people have personal goals, and if your personal goal is to make the top 100 or 200, uh, which that's a very valid thing to feel, I think people's um, instincts are they have to go for that differential too quickly, and they just keep digging themselves a deeper and deeper hole. Um just stick in it, keep making the smart plays, let everyone else panic, and uh, you'll move up on that alone. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It feels like the the last two to three weeks, 
you might need to start thinking a little bit more risky, but yeah, definitely. I think, yeah. I think stay the course and yeah, make, make the right plays. And I think you'll start to see gradual increases for sure. Yeah. I saw some crazy, uh, some of the, a lot of people in the top 50 ahead of me, um, fell significantly this week. I think, I mean, maybe they just got closer down to where I was, but it seemed like they were already pushing and already reaching. Um, almost everyone did Captain Ladero, but there were some picks I was looking at, and I was like, that's kind of really just seems like a, a forced differential, mm-hmm. and I didn't understand why uh, why they did it. I can't really come up with an example right now, so my apologies, but maybe I'm making a straw man argument, but um, <laughs> it did seem like people are already kind of pushing, and it's a little unnecessary. Um, yeah, it seems like the only time I'll have Rossi is if I have both of them at this point, at least. Um, speaking of Vela, who are we thinking for captains? I think I said it earlier, Almarone's probably mm-hmm. right there for me. Um, maybe even Ladero again. I don't know. It's, it's, it's Almarone or Ladero for me. Hmm. If you really want to make your move, it's Yosef. Yeah, it is. That's what I, yeah. Especially the, I, I don't want to scare people, so take this with a huge grain of salt. But I am slightly concerned that Almarone got really beat up last game. Okay. I think there's a, a, a very small chance maybe he is rested for this one. I don't know. Wow. It's at home, so probably not. Um, it might just be all in my head. But like it didn't look like he was faking it every time he was down last week. It looked like he legitimately uh, was carrying some knocks, and that's a guy you want to keep fresh all year. He he did fake quite a few though. He definitely I, did. I he, did <laughs> he definitely he definitely does that. Yeah, he yeah. does. He definitely. So they're they're the first game injuries. on Saturday, so at least we'll know you know right, if, there right, is, right, if right. there is anything crazy that happens. And if if he is uh, rested, do does that lock in Barco for you? Uh, or do you still want to just kind of wait and see what happens with him? That probably does push him into my lineup, but it might honestly be a switcheroo spot, which I didn't think I would use Atlanta guys in this week just because they have a great matchup, so why waste my my switcheroo spots? Um, Yeah. I guess that's some strategy to talk about because a lot of people think, oh, if they're whoever plays earliest, I put on my bench. Um, That's not ideal. Like if you like last week with Kansas City, I had let me go back just so I'm not lying to you guys. <laughs> like Zusi, for instance, was in my starting lineup. Like no doubt. Mm-hmm. And I think for for a little while I had Beasler too. Um then I switched to Amore, who I wasn't sure of. So he was on my bench, but Beasler was gonna start in my lineup. Because like that's a that's a great switcheroo or not switcheroo, just a great guaranteed option. I'd rather put riskier plays on my bench. Like the Seattle defense that I think a lot of people were going to throw out there. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling that. Yeah. Although the Seattle defense was last game, right? So that's a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, so neither of you are really thinking of Vela for captain? Considering it, but Ozzy Alonso being back scares me. You have Ozzy back. Roldan is playing really well. Both Roldans. Both of them, yeah. Um, on the road, I could see them going fairly defensive. The thing is, their defense hasn't been that impressive at all. So, mm-hmm. I'm I'm still thinking about it, but I 
I think just Atlanta guys. What it's going to be mostly Almarone, but Yosef is so tempting. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> All right. If anybody has any follow up questions, you can find. JD on Twitter at DFSMLS. You can find Skyler at DraftKicks, also in the Rotowire Slack chat. Uh, JD's rankings will be up on Rotowire probably Wednesday morning. Maybe we've already, they're probably already up by the time you're listening to this. Uh, Skyler's are over at MLSsoccer.com. When do those go up, Skyler? Should be sometime Wednesday as well. Wednesday as well. All right, perfect. Um, so, yeah, check those out. And, uh, guys, good luck this weekend. Good luck, guys. And you can also check out Zadroik's captain's uh, pick article, which we did not help him with right here whatsoever. (laughs) Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.